I want to say the intro to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cross Media Show. Today's topic is WandaVision, episode three. Before we get into it, I have a couple hosts and a couple guests. Eric is my co-host. Eric, how are you doing today? Hello, Ruben. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, can't complain. It's Monday. Um, we have two guests with us today, and man, oh, man, I hit the jackpot. All right? Two great people. We have with us Doc Brooke, residential. Well, I wouldn't say residential. I'm sorry. Sure, I'll I'll, I'll live here. You have a nice <laughs> place. I live in a studio. Okay, well, uh, we'll we'll turn it into residential. Our residential <laughs> PhD expert, our residential <laughs> doctor, our residential charity streamer. Okay, she does greatness all around, and I I'm grateful for having her on so thank you brooke for showing up today no problem we also have griffin who does amazing work on disney plus us how's it going griffin i'm I'm good i'm good amazing is is very nice listen listen it's it's really it's a really good show okay okay well tough luck you're gonna have to take it so let's start the show Guys, what did we think? Well, with- I, th- I think you're forgetting something, Ruben. What? You forgot to ask them some questions. Well, yeah. Um, can I start the show? Are you doing it right now? Yeah. You they- seem like you were going straight into the episode. No, so what, I said let's I start the show. Oh, oh. God. I, we've trying- been going. Okay. All right. So, I have a question. Dad and dad are fighting again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I have a question for uh, our guests. Brooke, let's start with you. Um, what is your favorite MCU character? Who is your favorite MCU character? And your favorite MCU movie? So, this is actually hard because I was a huge Carol Danvers comics fan. Like the Kelly, um, the Kelly Sue DeConnick comic run for Carol Danvers was great. And I wanted to like Captain Marvel so much. And I like parts of that movie. But I think for me, the one that I have rewatched the most since it's come out is Black Panther. So that is far and away my favorite of the of the films. Okay. Um, character wise, character wise, I think I'm I'm. I used to I used to say Wanda, and then now having watched some of WandaVision, I am very excited to see what. They're, oh, and forgive my cat yeah, they, appearances in the background. Um. His name is Momo. He loves people. Uh, I think I think Wanda is increasingly becoming again the character that I'm the most excited to see things for. But I also love Jessica Jones, so I don't know. There, that's my long roundabout answer. For okay. Many of them. All right. Cool. Um, Griffin, what's your this favorite? It's like asking me to choose like between children if I was actually a parent. I love, wow. I live in. I love the MCU. I love comics in general. I think I'm obligated movie-wise, though, to say Captain Marvel, considering how many, just how many times I've watched that movie. Okay. Um, yeah. Like, when it came out, I think I saw it in theaters, like, six or seven times, just out of just different people wanting to go see this movie. With <laughs> okay. That was me with Wonder Woman. Like, I think I saw the original Wonder Woman ten times in theaters, because I had people be like, I want to watch this with you, specifically. Thank you for clarifying, because Wonder Woman 1984, apparently on this channel, was not a good movie. 
No. We don't speak of that. Okay. All right. I'm hey, just... it's gone. <laughs> it's gone from HBO Max, everyone. It's okay. We got through it. Oh, God. We survived that. Um, but no, honestly, I think my favorite character in the MCU is a toss-up either between Wanda, just with all the coolness that's happened with her in Age of Ultron. Like, her in Age of Ultron was, like, my favorite part and one of the really the only parts of that movie I really loved in that. But I also really, really love Tony Stark. Of course. Uh, like, as, like, the engineering side of me, like, will sit coding, listening to Back in Black, and I'm like, this just feels right. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, I have a question for you, Griffin, since you brought up Iron Man. Well, Tony Stark. Is Iron Man 3 a good movie? I would say yes. Okay. Uh, I really like Iron Man 3 because it's really different from the rest of the MCU. Okay. I'll take it. The twist is also freaking cool. Oh, it's so good. It's such, it's such a good twist. Brooke, um, what do you... Oh, go ahead, Griffin. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't like that they like have this great idea with Tony Hart Stark having PTSD and then throw it out the window halfway through the movie. <laughs> but, well, of course. That's how it goes. But other than that, I really liked Iron Man 3. Okay, cool. Um, Brooke, is Iron Man 3 a good movie? Is this going to be your question now for all our guests? Everyone? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, listen. He brought it uh, up. There, That's on me. I would honestly argue that there is no bad Marvel movie. Like all of them do at least the job of entertaining me while I eat popcorn and I will clap at the end. Like, I don't think there's a, a, since, I mean, since like Iron Man one, like, I don't know if you count the the Hulk. I know Marvel counts that Hulk, but uh. yeah, but Um, like you're telling me Thor one was a good movie. I think it did its job. Like I, I laughed a couple of times. I enjoyed a couple of moments. Um, it made me excited to see Thor Tur- uh, Thor two <laughs> Thor Tur- um, to see the second one, and then I think that has only increased like the move the Thor movies have only gotten better. I'm very excited for Love and Thunder. Um, so you know, I don't think there's like a bad one. There's no one that you would have to like pay me to watch again. I'd willingly watch any of them again. Okay, some of them are significantly better than others. But Iron Man three, I'd put it like a solid seven out of ten. Okay, that's fair. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. Do you want to chime in, and Eric, with your? Uh, and- no, okay. I mean, I was just saying. I think uh, Doc is the maybe the second person I've ever heard of saying Thor: Dark World is better than Thor One. I did not say that. The only oh, good, the only oh. like, the only one I would tell people to watch is Thor: Ragnarok. Okay, the, it's kind of like you said, like the Thor movies got better as they went along. So yeah. I, I the Thor movies got better as they went along. No. Yes, Thor one is way better than Thor two. Now nobody wants to yeah. go into New Mexico. I'm sorry for people was, who live in New Mexico, but nobody cares. You know. Yeah, Malekith uh, Curse would like a word with you about boring stuff, but okay. I don't know what that means. Malak. Oh yeah, you don't. You've forgotten the villain of Thor two. Because it's not that great. In my defense, I didn't really watch Thor 2 for Thor. I watched it for the humor. Anyway, <laughs> having said that, let's go into the episode recap. Now, I'm pulling this. Eric set a precedent, so I'm going to keep on with that precedent. I'm pulling this from Wikipedia. So, we first start off with the 70s intro. Yes, it's uh, we're heading into the 70s era of television 
Uh, Dr. Nielsen checks on Wanda's pregnancy and says she's four months along and everything is fine before leaving for an intended holiday with his wife. Clearly, this doesn't go as planned because this man is still around for... I'm just going to keep going. Uh, while Vision sees Nielsen out, he sees his neighbor Herb unknowingly cut through their wall. Which, to me, felt like really weird. And I guess with everything happened in WandaVision, yes, that would be weird. But I figured once he pointed out, like, Herb, you're cutting the wall, Herb would have stopped. No? Am I wrong, guys? I mean, a normal human would stop. I mean, yeah, but... But say normal. Yeah. Okay. All right. I guess. I guess. Um... Wanda and Vision paint the nursery while debating what to name their child before Wanda's pregnancy elevates to six months. And then I have uh, here, there's a note I wrote down, that uh, Vision's calculations say that she's due on Friday within three days. I'm like, I don't think that adds up because she was pregnant for two, let's say two days at four, four yeah. Okay. Never mind. That does that up. Yeah. Sorry. It's. I'm a little nervous, guys. Okay. I'm a little nervous. Why are you nervous? I don't know. I don't know. Just saying that like human babies aren't normally born at that rate, so it's okay that it's confusing because they are also confused through most of the show. Yeah. As to how fast this baby is. Let, is we should happening. probably let our audience know. Nine months typically. That that's how yeah, long it is. Yeah. Most human babies need nine months. It just not felt twenty minutes. It just felt weird to me because, like, this is the second day and she's already at six months. So I was like, wait, how, did, how does that math add up then? In three days, she's going to be nine months? Like, no. I think you're looking too much into I am. The this. time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. This is weird, That's magical yeah. space people. Okay. Right. It's always the thing with like Marvel and time. Magic. It's, it's no magic. Yeah. <laughs> Griffin Walters. Yeah, my brain's thinking about the math of this now, and it's like, is it linear growth? Is it exponential growth? It's like, probably exponential because it still exponential. doesn't make it. Yeah, it still doesn't make any sense to me. But that, <laughs> having, I'll let it slide. Um, when she begins contractions, her abilities begin to move things in the house and eventually shut down the entire town's power. Geraldine arrives and helps Wanda delivers uh, deliver the twins, Tommy and Billy. Vision catches Agnes and Herb gossiping outside. They talk about Geraldine, who has just arrived from uh, arrived in town and doesn't have a home or family. Inside, Wanda interrogates Geraldine, and the latter reveals she is uh, she knows Ultron killed Wanda's brother, Pe- uh, Petro. Right? That's how we okay. Right. Pietro. Pietro. Sorry. Wanda notices that Geraldine is wearing a pendant with a sword emblem on it. When uh. Vision returns. Geraldine is gone. Outside of Westview, Geraldine is cast out from a wall of static and is surrounded by sword agents. And the commercial was uh, hydro-soaked bath powder. So, this episode was, for me, it was good because we got that scene where Vision breaks and he's like, there's something wrong here, Wanda. But then... A couple minutes later, we just Wanda resets it again. And I was so angry at that because like 
Vision should have realized that there was something wrong the first episode. In my head. If he's an all... No, not all-knowing, but if he's this intelligent being, he should have realized something was wrong in the first episode. Am I wrong? You, But you're also assuming this is the real vision. This is true. I am. You're right. Okay. So I agree. I agree. If this is the real vision, but we do know at least, as far as how they've confirmed it, this show is supposed to take place after the events of the, all of the films. This is taking place after 2023 when they have technically succeeded so we still have to figure out how vision is present which i feel like is part of what's maybe getting hinted at in this episode it it may not be vision as we know him from the films okay so what are you thinking vision is it just like a part of wanda's psychosis you're the doctor here i'm asking you interested to see if others would also follow this line of thinking okay there's a conversation that vision has after the after the twins are born we haven't gotten to that part yet but after they're they're born in the episode um uh, the after the children come in the episode he is outside and he's talking to herb and agnes mm-hmm. again and herb's trying to tell vision something and agnes essentially like cuts him off gives him this like long semi-comedic meaningful stare and they kind of get caught in this moment of not revealing something yeah and urban's trying to say like whoa we're all and it's like cut off yep i just want to know i think they're all dead i think this is wanda breaking with reality and she's trying to construct this world in which these people are alive who are not alive and i think they can't tell her that because anytime there is a break like when they like in the in episode two, when the weird beehive person emerges from the ground, yep. or um, what we referenced earlier, when Vision catches something and then Wanda rewinds time, it, it's threatening the reality that's allowing them to live again. So that's why they're kind of keeping up with the this weird ruse. As I, as I think what they're maybe hinting at, I don't know, that might be a little much, but I think many of them, if not all of them, are dead. Okay, that's an interesting... Oh, that's an interesting theory. I'm very. Oh, I didn't think of that. All right. I actually, I actually had a similar, a similar theory. Okay, go ahead. With they are all dead. Taking it a little bit further, largely my theory is that I've. What's crazy about this show is that every time I come up with a theory, the next episode immediately ruins the previous <laughs> theory. But Agnes clearly knows more than we realized in those first couple of episodes. Yeah, absolutely. I do think everyone's dead. I think Agnes is, at least in comic-wise, is generally referred to as Agatha, um, the witch that trained Wanda. Agatha Harkness? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I firmly, firmly believe Mephisto is going to be a part of this. I think think everyone is dead, and I think this is Mephisto's realm, and Wanda is trying to carve her own place in it so that she can stay with with, with vision okay i think that's like spot on that's i think where we're going especially because in the trailer um they see agnes's character and she's dressed as a witch and in the trailer vision says well like why are you surprised and she's like or why did you think you're dead because she's like am i dead and he's like why do you think you're dead and she's like well 
you are. And that's like the clip we see in the trailer to set up the whole series. So I think they've been hinting that this Agnes neighbor character is actually going to be a much bigger deal. Uh, so I think that's totally spot on. I think it's Agatha too. Agnes, Agatha, that's not a hard stretch. Okay. Eric, what do you think about this? About just the episode in general? Well, you can talk about the episode, but also these theories thrown around because I didn't uh, I think mean, of this at all. I mean, yeah, they're val- they're really good theories. Um, I think just speaking about the episode, I think this was the most like Truman Show-esque part oh, of it so yeah. far that we've gotten. Absolutely. Because, I mean, like the first two episodes, like something was weird. Like obviously us as the audience, we know something, this is not right. And then, you know, the characters are starting to figure out something's not right. This is the first one so far that we've seen where it's like, hey, look, maybe they're plants. Maybe like Herb, Herb are, are plants and all these people are plants. And maybe Wanda just had a super nervous breakdown after Endgame. And like, she's made this reality right here in that field that Geraldine was knocked out of. Um, and so everyone's trying to contain it. Maybe Sword is trying to figure it out because this is a big deal. I mean, if someone can just create pocket dimensions out of thin air, they, they probably want that. Um, so I think it's really interesting. Um, it was also nice to hear callbacks to Age of Ultron uh, because, you know, the MCU really hasn't done that since it because many people view it as the weakest Avengers movie. Um. But it was very nice when Wanda's uh, accent kind of came back a little bit because throughout the whole MCU, she's been trying to like fit in with everybody. And so her Sokovian accent is gone. And so when someone mentions Pietro again, she kind of goes back into it a little bit because um, I don't think she's still gotten over that trauma. Like we haven't really, you know, heard her get over it. Like she's had to deal with, you know, hey, the Avengers are fighting. Oh, my God. Thanos is killing everybody all that stuff. She hasn't had probably a moment that we've seen her sit down and really acknowledge, Oh, my twin brother dead. So like I said, she could have had a nervous breakdown and made Westview. Is it it Westview or West Lake? I believe it's Westview. Okay. Um, she made this probably because vision is supposed to be dead. Maybe she, this is her version of vision. Maybe vision is just a hard copper, a computer copy. Since he's, you know, was part Android, part Jarvis, and all that, plus part Mindstone. We haven't seen Vision really use the Mindstone so far since he has it in his head right now. So that kind of. I will say but... one of the one of the things I found really interesting about this episode was the fact that Vision all of a sudden has super speed, which yeah. it, it it is Pietro's power. That is Quicksilver's power. Um. And I was like, okay, I was like, okay, do look into this. Like, has Vision had super speed? No, that is not a Vision power. I didn't even put two and two together. It's four, Ruben, but okay. (sighs) (laughs) No, I I also hadn't even thought of that. So I think that maybe even further sort of services this idea that this Vision is maybe an amalgamation of a lot of Wanda's pain. Because I, I would argue she might be one of the most tragic characters in the MCU as of right now because she's obviously one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, because she almost single-handedly destroyed Thanos. Well, like, here's the thing. <laughs> she's very strong. So 
Marvel has gone back and forth of saying, uh, yes, she is the most powerful being in the MCU. No, she isn't because when uh, Captain Marvel decided to, uh, well, when they decided to do Captain Marvel and announce it, they said Captain Marvel was the strongest. And then there was a whole thing where they weren't sure if Brie Larson was going to do a sequel. So now they're saying back that Wanda's the strongest. I, I would say Wanda is definitely the strongest. I think so. Yeah. That's, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're both made from a stone. Like, their powers come from a single stone. So it's basically like what's more powerful, uh, mind or space in this uh, regard. But um, Captain Marvel can't make pocket dimensions if that's the case here. Again, this is all a theory of mine. So, yeah, of course. I think. Pocket dimension because uh, if I remember correctly, back when the before COVID ruined like the original the original like planning for this next phase. Yeah. Um, originally, WandaVision was supposed to lead up to the new Doctor Strange movie, and they had said that the end of the end of the show was going to leave Wanda in such a place that she was going to carry over directly into the Doctor Strange the new Doctor Strange movie, in which he's dealing with. <laughs> the madness of the multiverse. So I feel like, <laughs> sorry, yeah, and, and well, and Mephisto, right? So I think there's a lot of credit to that. This is if this is a pocket dimension, that would make a lot of sense. And I think what could be interesting because Wanda, we know she's supposed to be in the Doctor Strange movie as like a very prominent person. Elizabeth Olsen is prominently in that movie. Um, like it'll be interesting to see if they're trying to fix a problem she's made or if they're actually on opposite sides. Huh. Like I would- if. She's created a problem and Dr. Change is trying to fix it and they're actually in opposition. I would love to see when we if we get around to Multiverse of Madness and Wanda is the villain of or well antagonist of that film. That would just be such an interesting way. I think like I've been very vocal about this on Twitter podcast and whatnot. Like WandaVision is by far my favorite thing I've seen in the MCU just because of how weird and how different it is. If they're willing to go to the full extent of no, Wanda is a villain now. Yeah, that would be so so cool, especially with just the Scarlet Witch's history in comic books because it is it's crazy. Yeah, it's out there. So, I had a theory last episode uh, that the twins are the first mutants in the MCU, and that's how they bring oh. in the mutants. What do you guys think of that? It's interesting because when they when they said the twins' names, Billy and Tommy, my first thought was Young Avengers because yeah. we've also been talking about possibly doing that, and they are in the comics the founding member, some of the founding members of the Young Avengers team. Correct. Um, so I hadn't thought about the mutants, but I that could be interesting if one of the ways that the Marvel Cinematic Universe tries to unify because uh, the Young Avengers is a great property and they should totally make a lot of use of that like it'd be interesting if they try to merge that with the fact that they now have mute the own the mutants and own the rights to like x-men and everything that could be an interesting way to try to synergize that in the cinematic universe so that's interesting yeah Yeah, um, my brain oh sorry go ahead no no go ahead griffin i was gonna say my brain also went young avengers just because they're also really setting up um cassie lang who is a founding member they're also really setting up kate bishop who's a founding member the only person that they haven't set up yet is Iron Lad, but they're setting up Iron Heart, so 
you know, it's the MCU. You can change whatever you want and it's going to be great because it's the MCU. Yeah, of course. I mean, like Samuel L. Jackson and Nick Fury is the great ex- greatest example of that. I honestly, it really comes back to my theory. I still see it going to Mephisto. Um, Billy and Tommy in the comic books are like, when they're first made, are like literally pieces of Mephisto's soul um, that are turned into children for Wanda. Fuck. Um, it's dark. It's, oh, yeah. it's really weird. Yeah. It's weird and dark. <laughs> um, it's, I actually, I've been like kind of jumping into some older comic books because of this show. So I finally went back and read the series that I'm pretty sure this is based on where Wanda and Vision move to New Jersey and try to start a life. Yeah. Um, which is really crazy because it shows a bunch of characters like Herb. Um, but yeah, in that it is, it is Mephisto. Mephisto is the villain that they're facing. And these two characters are like intrinsically tied to Mephisto. So I can, I think they're going to go down that route and down a young Avengers route rather than mutants. But I don't think mutants are out of the question with this series. Okay. You even see a crossover with Young Avengers and Mutants. Like, I there are so many youthful type characters, and like a lot of that, I could, yeah. yeah, I don't think that's a hard stretch to make the connection. I could get an opposite version of No More Mutants from a uh, House of M. More mutants, mm. yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> more mutants. More. I just, um, I think it's Brian Michael Bendis who wrote that book. Yeah, and like he's in the special thanks in the credits for this show. So. Interesting. Very interesting. It's it, putting two and two together. So I had thought that, uh, yes, four. <laughs> I had thought that um, they weren't, it wasn't the people around them, the neighbors were dead people. I had thought that the neighbors were actually uh, agents of S.W.O.R.D. and that they were just trying to take away the children from wanda because they were mutants they wanted so uh yeah because sword in the mcu is sentient weapons instead of sentient world so i had thought put two and two together this equals four your new thing now ruben that's exactly what it is yes (laughs) you got my brain running with ideas now oh good good that's exactly what i want so How I got cool I got two things. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm um, Since we got we got um, uh, since we may be getting Mephisto, Ruben, there's only one person we can call to really deal with Mephisto, the Ghostbusters, and that is one Nicholas Cage's Ghost Rider. Well, Nicholas Cage isn't Ghost Rider anymore. Uh, we can call him back. We're getting Toby back as Spider-Man. Let, let's call call Nicholas Cage. A lot of debt. Here. He has to pay off. Do you, he has a lot of debt. Let, let's let's get him back. He's the only one that walk on both worlds, Ruben. I don't know if you remember that Ghost Rider 2007. Oh, I remember um, that movie. It was a great movie. <laughs> I have never seen yes. that movie sober, and I don't regret this fact. Mm, that's okay. Ghost Rider, yes. Spirit of Vengeance, no. No, no, no. no. Got so, it. Yeah, let, let's bring back Ghost Rider, since Ghost Rider is technically in, like... Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I still think is like some weird proto-MCU where it's like, hey, MCU exists, but not really. Um, 
So Ghost Rider does exist. Maybe we can bring Ghost Rider in for some stuff. And two, I really, I, I mentioned this in the group. I love the use of the aspect ratio towards the end. Oh my God, it was put out so in the real good. World. Because, you know, with the typical four by three that we had for most of the show, it's like you're focusing on Wanda and Vision. That's all what the show has been so far. Yep. And you really get that sense of, you're supposed to be only focused on this. Wait, but wait a minute. Let's bring you out here for a sec. Remember, this is the MCU we're talking about. We have a big, expansive world here. So when Geraldine goes back into the real world, we have it just goes to normal 16 by now. Yeah. 16 by now. So I thought that was perfect. Um, great use of, like, you know, uh, technical work on these shows. Because I know we think about the story and plot and everything, but they've been doing a really good job, technical stuff with all the wires and moving all the things, like the scene when. Yes. Wanda's going into labor and everything moving around. Thought that was really great. Um, so uh, big props to their prop department and all that stuff because it was re- it was really well done. Um, I would say this is so far this episode was probably the weakest of the three. I think so far just wow. for me personally. Okay. Um, but uh, it's still really good. Nothing's gonna so far. Nothing has topped the magic show from the last episode. Okay. That was just too, that the was too cute. Really good. Too cute and too adorable. Yes. So, a great um, moment. Well, also just as a uh, add on to the shout out to the props and like technical practical effects people, because actually my background training before I went back into academia, I did technical theater. So I did a bunch of that stuff. It has been amazing to me how they've even tried to handle the sets like they would in shows of that era. Yeah. So like the way they try to technically address issues and play with the camera visuals and the lighting visuals and the way that they even do like the close ups and things is all so specific to the era, um, which just really adds to, at least for me, like as a viewer, the enjoyment. But also I think if you're trying to make it seem like Wanda is creating this pocket dimension based off of these impressions that she has about, about these eras, that's, I just think that's even cooler um, that they're paying that level of attention to detail. And I think the magic show is a really great example of that in how they do the props and things for that. Absolutely. On that note, the editing of it as well. Um, especially in those first couple episodes, a little bit more than this one, um, where it is editing to that style. And then in the breaks, like we got here with like that blip moment, um, it's a different style of editing that adjusts. So like in that first episode, you see it with the close-ups and actually like racking focus on a camera. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's so uncanny that they're taking these things. It's like, I know really well as a video editor of like, you don't, you don't do a cut to black. You, you absolutely don't just randomly have a black frame there. Um, cause you will get, you will get destroyed by whoever you're editing that video for, unless it's yourself, in which case do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, like using that actually like brings like a level of worry and fear in me. Like when they saw that blip, I was, I, genuinely jumped like what happened yeah I, for me i also thought like oh shit the, the tv's busted i gotta fix it <laughs> yeah <laughs> lost my signal yeah like an arkham asylum when you're doing that final scarecrow and you're like whoa is my tv messed up right now no it's not this is the actual game doing yeah. this so that was a cool moment yes it was so what do we think the mcu will bring us in the future Let's start with Griffin. Griffin, what do you I think hope, the future... I hope more like this. 
Okay. Um, one of the things that I really love about this show so far is how contained it is. Yeah. Um, the world's not going to blow up at the end of this. Well, actually, it might. <laughs> yeah, so we never know. But yeah, it's focused on these two characters and this cast of characters around them in a way that a TV show is so good at. I really, I really hope we get more of that. I think seeing some of the stuff, like the looking forward a bit, movies, whatever, the things I'm most excited for are both TV shows. It's Hawkeye and Miss Marvel. Okay. Um, funnily enough, two of my favorite characters in Marvel. Um, I taste. really want to see more. More down to earth. More like joke here. More like friendly neighbor, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. More get in the streets, see the world, see the character building. And also, like I said, I'm just really excited for Hawkeye. I want Hawkeye as soon as possible. <laughs> Okay, cool. Brooke, what do you think the f- MCU holds in store for us in the future? I want to see them keep playing with genre because I think what has been so enjoyable about WandaVision is that it's a departure from a lot of what we expect from the MCU, but it still is held to the quality that we also expect from the MCU. And um, I think similar to Griffin, I am most excited about the... I, I am actually really excited for Thor Love and Thunder to be clear but uh other than like that movie wise I'm much more excited for the TV shows I'm excited for Miss Marvel I'm excited that we have a She-Hulk project coming because She-Hulk as far as oh, yeah. the comics did some of the best fourth wall breaking genre breaking things in comics that I've read that feature uh uh, Marvel heroes and so I really would love for them to keep playing with that formula because the some of the first MCU TV shows were a little more formulaic. Like Daredevil and Jessica Jones like, and Luke Cage, like, I kind of knew the beats and would often lose interest after a season or so. Um, so I'm hoping now that Marvel feels very confident in their sort of steering of the franchise that they'll do more risky stuff like what they're doing with WandaVision. And we'll see more play with genre and um, departure from some of the more formulaic superhero stuff. That's my hope. Okay, cool. Eric? Um, I hope they just uh, keep doing... I, I think Griffin and Doc bring up great points. Um, uh, this has been really great because they're just putting these heroes and characters that we love so much in just unique situations. Like seeing Vision and Wanda try to figure out how the hell do you have a baby? How do you how do you make this work? It's like, you know, normal humans deal with this on a daily day basis. And now we have two godlike characters are doing this and it's just, it, it humanizes them. It makes the audience want more. And so personally, I, I hope we don't get like, you know, five seasons of stuff like this, maybe one or two with the most, because I don't want it to, you know, overstay its welcome. But like for right now, give me a season or two of WandaVision and like, that's perfect. And like these homages to different times, um, with these sitcoms is perfect for this um, because, you know, Wanda can actually do it. Yeah. Rather than just, this doesn't make sense. Why is Falcon a winter soldier now in the 1940s? I, that, that doesn't make sense. But WandaVision going through 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, like that makes sense because Wanda can do that. But just stay true to the characters. I think that's the most important thing um, they need to do. And don't be afraid to take risk. Okay. Um, like the biggest risk. I'm super ready to see. I am so ready for Falcon and Winter Soldier to see how how is America going to deal with like a black Captain America. And we know how it's going to go. They're not going to like it. But 
it's because you know America sucks sometimes, but um, but we all know Falcon and Sam Wilson, and we're all hopefully all everyone's like rooting for him. It's like, hey, let him be Captain America, please, please. I want that so much. Yeah. Um, so I, I hope that the MCU in Phase Four is a little more inclusive with a bunch of stuff, and they're, you know, they got they got the right track right now. We have first out of the gate. We have a even though like there are two people, Elizabeth Olsen has top billing. Female-led MCU show right out of the gate. We're about to. Um, we're going to get Falcon Winter Soldier. We're going to get Hawkeye leading into Kate Bishop. We're going to get Miss Marvel. We're going to get all this stuff, and I just, I just hope that they take risk. But um, I'm having a train of thought, you know, being derailed right now. So I don't really know what else to say. I, just, okay. I just want them. To like Kevin Feige is only forty seven, which is crazy. Which means he could probably do this for like another ten years Forever. or so. But um, just uh, trust your creators. Um, let them create the stuff they want to. Because um, I would have loved to have seen Edgar Wright's Ant Man, even though I do like the Ant Man's right now. I would have loved to have seen that. But just uh, trust your creators, trust your directors, and keep telling great stories. Okay. Now it's interesting that you said that. Uh you want WandaVision and Captain and uh, Fa- sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier to be a season or two. I expect this WandaVision at least maybe to be just one season and that's done. I would love that. Yeah. Just, yeah I'm expecting the same. Yeah, yeah. Just because for me, it just makes sense. What, like, what are you going to do after? Why not turn that into a movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Well, that's what I hope too with like the playing with genre, where it because they own so many characters and so many properties, they don't feel like they have to like beat a dead horse. Because that was yeah. one of my things that like bummed me out about Agents of Shield. I feel like that show went on really long, um, or okay. even like the third season of Jessica Jones. I was like, you know, I didn't like this. Um, it's not like third? bad, but like, right? Third? Yeah. There's three. Am I thinking? Or, yes, there's three. Me. Yes. Season. Yeah, there's three. I, I didn't even okay, see, sorry, I didn't you even just the second season. For, so. I, was like, I was like, Griffin reads the comics like I do. So that, maybe I just made an idiot of myself. I'm pretty sure there's a third season. Yes, I there is. Very underwhelmed. Yes. So like, I hope, similar, like I hope they tell great stories and that they feel confident in being like, this can be six episodes and you don't have to like milk the WandaVision horse or whatever. Or not horse, you don't milk horses. <laughs> milk the WandaVision cow to death kind of thing. Wanda could probably milk a horse. That's probably what's going to happen. Yes. She could make a stork come that's, out of the wall. That's she can milk the last horse. thing that we're going to see on the screen. And then it's just going to cut to black. I um Before we continue this train of thought, I have one Wanda's more... going to be on a farm. <laughs> I have one more question about WandaVision. Who do we think is watching the TV show? Like, well, I mean, the sword agent was looking yeah, at it. Yes, but is it like an uh, somebody specific or is it just a sword agent? They got you thinking. That's or is it matters. Mephisto, you know? Could be. Uh, could be. I'm sure they have TV in hell, so. Okay. I think it's probably going to be, I think this next season, this next episode is going to be pretty heavy on sword stuff. Uh, I'm trying to remember the actor's name, but they made a big deal about him being in this. Um, Are you talking about the guy who plays the agent who makes sure that Ant-Man obeys his house arrest? Uh, Mm -hmm. The character's last name is Wong, but I'm forgetting the actor's name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Randall Clark. I think he's the one. Okay. I would love it if it was Agent Brand. Um... But I don't think they're. I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they're gonna throw Agent Brand at us that quickly. Okay. 
they're gonna make us nerds that <laughs> actually know who Agent Brand is. I don't know who Agent Brand is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Agent Brand is like the head of Sword. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. I just figured I'd ask because I got a little curious by that. Uh, what was it? Episode two? Episode one? One. I think it was episode okay. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so for me, I think that the MCU is going to explode in the sense of the multiverse stuff. I think they're going to lean definitely heavily into that, um, especially with the Sony crossovers. I mm. I honestly think that we will see a Venom, Carnage, and Spider-Man movie. Uh, I'm hoping Please that... Stop. I can't right now. Please, please don't. Will that do existence since I don't have it? It's too late because I already willed it. Oh, God. Symbiote <laughs> War. I want it. I will also. Willing it already. Pretty much. Yes. Um, what the hell is. What's the connection between uh, Morbius and oh my God. Spider-Man? Like, I <laughs> just I just need to know what's the connection, guys. Because He's a it's vampire. Driving... That's all. It's not even that. It's just like, why is he in the MCU? Is he in the MCU? What's going on? But I mean, Michael Keaton was the end of it. That's what I'm trailer. saying. Is he in the MCU? Is it is it happening? Michael if so, Ke- Michael Keaton's in the MCU. So, Ruben, two and two, put them together. Yes, but if that's the case, why did they show us a Sony Spider-Man, uh, a PS4 Spider-Man as graffiti art? They just want to mess with you at this point. That's exactly yeah, they what got they you. want. They got you, Ruben. It keeps me up at night, guys. Because they know you about it on your podcast, and that's how they keep it, the Disney machine going. It keeps me up at night thinking about this movie. <laughs> but I'm not going to get into that. I also, um, Deadpool 3, my thoughts on Deadpool 3 is spider-man crossover why not yeah just just dive into it let tom holland want to continue to be spider-man and just give him more shit to do because why not pull together yes i would love that give me a spider-man deadpool buddy cop movie yeah (laughs) i'll take it i I would totally watch that buddy cop movie and just have it, I would say definitely let Peyton Reed write it, just because Peyton Reed has been killing it with Ant-Man, I think, personally. I'm excited for Ant-Man 3. I forgot the title for it. They had... Quantum Mania. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because why not, you know? Oh, man, I love Peyton Reed. Thank you for giving me Ant-Man. Just And he gave us the final episode of Mandalorian. And he did, yes. Uh, that's good. That was a good one. That was a very good one. Yeah, that please, was a very more. good episode. It more, was. please. Yeah, it was. <laughs> more, man, not, not, not for at least another year. Oh yeah, definitely. Don't forget that little detail. Oh, don't. It hurts me. Yeah, every night. It hurts me too. Um, but I would also like to see a good Fantastic Four movie. Like it has to be good. It you didn't to. like Rise of the Silver Surfer, Ruben? I didn't like Rise of the Silver Surfer. I just liked okay. the first, the f- original Fantastic. You Fantastic. actually liked the 2005 I, I one? actually did like it. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, You're the one asking the questions, but can I ask you a question? Go right ahead. I'm, I'm actually genuinely curious. What 
would make a good Fantastic Four movie, in your opinion? Because that is a, a comic franchise and that I have never understood the appeal of. And they keep trying to make movies and they're not good. So I'm curious, like, what what is there for you that you think could be a good movie? I want to know. I think it's kind. it has to have something similar to... Did you watch any of the X-Men movies? Mm-hmm. How many did you watch? Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember... Uh, is it close to m- most of them or is it close to none most, of them? It's closer to most of them. I'm trying to remember which ones I haven't seen because I know I I know I've missed two in there somewhere, but I've seen okay. the majority. Okay. The relationship between Charles Xavier and Magneto is mm. the kind of relationship I want to see between Mr. Fantastic and Victor Von Doom. In the sense of, like, yes, they were friends, but, like, shit's gone down, and I'm like this because of you, Richard. So, I'm going to do things to destroy you, you know? That's, mm. I I love that dynamic. I also love that uh, Reed is just a really smart, smart guy, but I want him to be somebody that we haven't really seen before like don't give me another hulk because i don't really want that give me somebody who how do i put this i guess somebody who's afraid to be to show off his ingenious to others that he's not comfortable around if that makes sense um yeah i i just i love that dynamic in the sense of just their dynamic. I, I I don't know how else to put it. I highly recommend the Ultimate Comics run for Fantastic Four. Uh, it's really good, and they make Reed Richards the bad guy. Yes. Uh, it, that was fantastic because it makes sense. Like Reed Richards is so smart. Of course, he's gonna like you know think about so much crap, and then realize that kind of like an android or a robot or Ultron, if you want to say, uh, humans are in, uh, stupid. I should rule them, probably. Um, so, highly recommend Ultimate Comics Round of Fantastic Four. Uh, and Incredibles. Base Fantastic Four off of Incredibles. Yes. They showed how to do yeah. a good family superhero movie. Do that. Yeah. I also like um, just how The Thing also always has Reed's back. Just because they, they're they like best friends since uh, since at a young age. I don't remember if that's true or not. But, you know, just make a good Fantastic Four movie, okay? We did it once. We can do it again. That's all I have to say. I mean, if you got multiverse there, like the multiverse explorer family now. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Um, I, I would also like for them, I'm just going to say, just bring the Defenders back in, you know? Just, just reel them in. Take them out from that universe. Wanda can do it. We've, we're seeing it now. Wanda could just pl- pluck them out and just have them there. Yeah, I got no arguments against that. I would love that. Yeah. Charlie <laughs> Cox was in New York. All I'm, I'm saying. saying. Okay, guys, let me paint you a pretty picture. Oh, no. Right. No. Why did I open this can of worms? It's too no. late. You already opened it. Let me paint you a pretty picture. The movie Spider-Man 3. The scene that we see is Tom Holland as Peter Parker in the court, right? 
And we have his lawyer, I'm going to assume is Charlie Cox as Daredevil. And, you know, the judge is saying, oh, uh, you killed the man. Are you are you really Spider-Man? And then you have Tom Holland saying, no, I'm not Spider-Man at all. Boom. Doctor Strange comes in out of nowhere and brings Spider-Man. But it's not the Spider-Man we know. It's one of them. Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Now, that's all we need Andrew Garfield for in this movie. We can toss him out because the rest of the Andrew Garfield movies, well, all of, both of them were just garbage. So we don't want him here. We're just using him as... It's true, Griffin. It's true. It's very true. It is, though. It is. It's okay. It's okay. I did not co-sign this theory, Griffin and Doc, just so you're aware. Okay, so... Me on, you slander one of the <laughs> second best Spider-Man. One of the second best Spider-Man. Okay. I, All right. I, look, he is better than he is better than Watch your mouth. Player, I will say it. Watch your mouth. Because I said the words. Because who do we also bring into this movie? Toby Maguire. Now, Toby Maguire doesn't take off his mask. He leaves it on the entire movie. At the end of this movie, he takes off the mask as Doctor Strange is opening his portal into his universe. And he takes off the mask and he says, good luck, kid. And you see Tom Holland with a tear drown his face. Uncle Ben? And he just goes. How great of a, how great of a movie would that be, guys? Because Tobey Maguire was the Uncle Ben in this universe. No? Kevin Feige, we love you. Please don't do any of this. <laughs> God is my witness. I have said this multiple times on this podcast. If this <laughs> if this comes into fruition, Marvel, you owe me money. All right. I will give you twenty bucks if this happens. I will give you twenty bucks. Yeah, but I also but, want money from Marvel because they still haven't written. Hey, they would give you significantly more than twenty bucks. Yeah, exactly. I I, I want that money. You know. I don't hate the idea. I just don't love it. Okay, that's fair. That's like, with multiverses, we've seen the thing at the Flash TV series of... Yeah, but this Father is Marvel, Peter. you know? This is going to um, be better. True. The CW DC shows, they're great. No, they are great, but it's just like DC doesn't really pay attention to them. Just 40 yeah. minutes of Stephen Amell doing a salmon ladder. There you go. You got your show. Show I'll watch that all year. Yeah. Okay. He's looking up Salmon Ladder right now, everyone. We did I'm not. It. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, guys. If uh, I'm, Christian says Christian is in the chat and he says I'll give you money to never mention that theory again. So I tell him ten thousand dollars. That's that's my lowest. I'm willing. That, to go. that theory ain't worth ten thousand dollars right now. <laughs> I'm really. telling you right now, it's worth more than that. Um. I will say one thing uh, before we start getting to closing here. I think it's also uh, stuff I've seen on the interwebs through the Reddits, through the Twitters, through everything. Uh, everyone is unfairly comparing this to Mando right now. Uh, talking about um, how Mando is, all, is leaps and bounds better than WandaVision. It's like, well, first off, we've only got three episodes. Yeah. Let's calm down. Um, also, Mando has not had great episodes. So let's remember that. Also, um, let's also remember that people shitted on season one for like not having all the episodes were just 
different stories that were kind of poorly tangled together. Yeah, and like this right here with WandaVision, we've had different scenarios of different time zones, and it's it's fun to see them in these scenarios. And then we also remember, hey, the plot is happening. It is moving forward. Don't forget, it is fun watching these characters interact like this, but let's not forget there is an overarching puzzle piece. Yep. This is just a puzzle piece in a big, larger game, so let's not forget that. So Mando did the exact same things multiple times, so just throwing that out there. I love you, Mando, but... I'm not going to compare you to WandaVision. But also, like, it's kind of... Well, I, never mind. I was going to say, well, Mando doesn't really have the movies to back it up. But that's not true. So It doesn't. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not really true. I mean, if you compare first three episodes to WandaVision to Mando, WandaVision has a much more compelling first Absolutely. First Absolutely. I don't know. That third episode of Mandalorian was really good. Was, I don't even remember the thing. Uh, it's the one where he goes into um, and steals uh, Grogu back from the Empire and just kicks the shit out of him. And all the Mandalorians help him out at the end. It's when he becomes oh. Space Dad officially. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It but... was the episode that gave us, I would like to see the baby. <laughs> Please don't ever so. make that. Please do it again. No, don't ever do that again. Vanda uh, <laughs> Herzog. Would like to see the baby. <laughs> I know they had to, they had to deal with your Spider-Man theory, Ruben. I'll keep I'm doing just saying. Dog I'm you telling you. Make your guests sign a disclaimer so they don't sue you for torture. Now, in my defense, I'm kidding. Who, who tortured you more? More, I would say, me or I would hope no one tortures our guests on our show. Ruben, well, but... was it the Werner Hartog impression or was it my Spider-Man? Impre- my Spider-Man theory. I, I, I have to say, when we were getting to the part where Tobey Maguire is slowly pulling off his mask, not slowly pulling it off, just pulls it off. Just rips it off. <laughs> just, nope. just, just, no, just like they slow. No, no, it's no, almost no. like when it's just yeah. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. A deep cut for those nerds, you know. I'll take it. All right, I'm just saying. Hey, MTV Best Kiss winner, 2002 Spider Man, right there. So that meant something back then to those kids. There's another kitty sighting. Woo! I'm just saying. Have faith, guys. Have faith. All right. Have faith in Marvel. Don't worry. No, have faith in me. All right, all right. Griffin, you're going to be on that MCU review, okay? Deal. Okay, good. And but let's say we remember this in two years when that movie finally... Oh, that movie finally. I'm writing it down tonight, and I'm going to put it on my calendar. All right? Oh, God. Oh, God. So. What have I done? Yeah, yeah you've stepped into it. Um, all right. It's time to close out the show. Thank you guys for joining me. Brooke, do you have anything to plug? Yeah. Who want to be hang out with me, play video games, talk about social issues, and raise money for charities? Uh, check out my Twitch. I am at DocBrooke on Twitch. And also, um, if you enjoy pithy hot takes, not really that much hot takes, but also really great GIF usage, um, feel free to follow me on Twitter at EB Phipps. It's also linked on my Twitch page. And it'll also be in the description in the video. Awesome. Also under the video. Okay. Griffin, what are you plugging? Um, well, you can find me. 
I do a lot of stuff. So really, the best place to find me is Twitter, Griffey D Pad. That's G R I F F I D P A D. Um, and go check out Disney Plus Us. Uh, it's a weekly podcast where we run through the plots and review Disney movies, or really just anything on Disney Plus. That's literally the only qualification. Qualification. It's it's on Disney Plus. We'll talk about it. We have talked about so many random shows, TV movies. We'll probably eventually do a WandaVision episode when the uh, show is finished. Okay. But yeah, it's a fun time. I try to bring on guests every week. Okay, cool. Eric, what are you plugging? Uh, as I said in the pre-show, I would love to be on that show to talk about how great the Mickey Mouse cartoons are. I would so also just, love to be on that show, just, but I don't know why. I, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, anywho, um, uh, my Twitter, Eric Seagin, not as not as cool as the other guy's Twitter. Um, it's my name. Um, I'm gonna be doing stuff for this channel. Yeah. Um, Ruben's gonna let me have a Destiny podcast here in a bit. I'm starting that up. Yeah. Uh, the I think our first episode is gonna be the first February. Um, yeah, first of February is when we're gonna start. I'm still trying to think of a name. Okay. Right now, I have Tower FM Radio. That's what I got right now. I like but it. But I'll think of something. Um, I'm going to have uh, Ro as my guest. So I'm really excited for that. So out there, if you love Destiny, hit us up at penultimateconquest.com or our Twitter. Uh, let's see. I don't have any reviews that I'm going to be doing soon. Just I will be on this show every week. So yay. Okay. Who are next guests next week? Uh, oh, we are getting the internet famous Mel... Oh yeah, that's and it. we're getting um, we're getting Aaron, Mel and Aaron, okay. the Internet Feud. He's gonna come on our show. Oh so boy, very excited for that. All right, we'll Your see how that fighting, goes. Fighting, Eric fighting. That's gonna be an episode. Exactly right. We'll see who whose side is on who. Who's on whose side? It's gonna be great. You should all take Mel's side. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. I kind of have to go with Aaron on this. Oh, it's already starting. It's already starting. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, I also would like to plug some stuff uh, in a couple of, I would say, close approximately 45 minutes. We are going to do our Attack on Titan episodic review, starting with episode six this week. Uh, it's going to be really, really fun because that was a really intense episode. Final season, Attack on Titan. If you haven't watched it, go watch it now because it's really great. Um, we are also doing our Hamilton podcast this week. Uh, I know it was supposed to be last week, but I was exhausted. So I told everybody we're pushing it to this week, which is going to be exciting. And I also have some stuff in the works for this Friday. So, oh, Christian is telling me episode seven. My apologies for Attack on Titan. Something happening on this Friday that I don't know about? Something is, I'm putting something in the works. We'll see. Let's also, the best Hamilton song is You'll Be Back. Just so before you do, I can't be on. It's the actually episode, satisfied, but that's you'll a, be back. That's a nice track. Huh? Correct. It's definitely def- correct. That is the correct answer. Huh? I might have to have some more people on this uh, uh, Hamilton podcast, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, 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 we're gonna get DMC. We're gonna get DMC. Um, thank you guys once again for joining us and you guys have a lovely night bye